Hey, welcome to Positive Light. We're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your life. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And today's episode is going to be on God's family. All of us, regardless of our circumstances in life, are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. As Paul says in Ephesians 2.19, you and I have been adopted into God's family and have become God's children. God's family becomes visible on earth through his church. Families are central to God's plan for his children. They are the fundamental building blocks of strong societies. Families are where we can feel love and learn how to love others. So life is tough and we need people we can lean on. And from Rick Moran, he writes, You were formed for God's family. So the whole reason the universe exists is because God wanted a family. He wanted children. He didn't need us, but he wanted us so he could show his love. Our planet sits on an axis. If that axis shifted one degree the wrong way, we'd burn up. If it shifted one degree the other way, we'd freeze. Our planet is at the perfect angle to sustain life. You are so valuable to God that he placed the earth in just the right spot to sustain your life. He thought you up before he thought up the universe. You were the focus of his love. The Bible says this in Ephesians 1.5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. God wanted a family and wanted you to be part of it. God never meant for you to go through life alone. The first thing God told Adam was, It is not good for man to be alone, from Genesis 2.18. Whether you marry or not is irrelevant to this issue. You, you are made to be in a spiritual family that God created to take care of you, so you're not alone. Being part of God's family is not automatic. It's a choice. You need to choose to be in God's family. Everyone is created by God. Everyone is loved by God. But he gives you the choice of whether you'll be in his family. So what is God's family? The Bible says that family is the church of the living God, the support and foundation of the truth. 1 Timothy 3.15 God's family is the church. We are children of God, which makes us brothers and sisters in the family of God. So God created you to belong to his family. God doesn't want you just to believe. He wants you to belong. A Christian without a church family is an orphan. So God wants you to learn to love real people with all their quirks, faults, and flaws. That's why you're on this planet and not in heaven. You need to learn to love even when it's difficult. Are you connected to a church family? If not, what is holding you back? So what does it really mean to be in the family of God? It is a great honor to be called a child of God and to be part of his family. No matter where you go or who you are, you will always be a part of God's family. All believers are children of the good Lord Almighty. All believers are part of the family of God. Sometimes it can be confusing to decipher what it means to be part of the family of God. Individuals are born into blood relatives. However, being part of the family of God goes beyond blood ties. Being part of the family of God means God is your heavenly Father and resting in that knowledge. This is the family of God. Oh, we are sons and daughters of the King are the lyrics of the Newsboy song, Family of God. When a person accepts Jesus as the Savior and Lord, they become part of the family of God. 
God created every single person in the world. However, not all people are part of the family of God. Only those who place faith in Jesus become part of God's family. John 1, 12-13 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So if you're a Christian, then you are a child of God, and you are a part of God's family. You will never lose your place in God's family, as once a person is saved, they are always saved. Nobody can lose their salvation, as salvation is a gift from God. Salvation is not based on anything we do, but rather on placing faith in Jesus. Unbelievers are not part of the family of God because they have not placed their faith in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. If they become a believer, then they too can become members of God's family. Becoming a member of the family of God is a wonderful thing. There is nothing greater than being part of the family of God. It is a great honor and a privilege to know God as your Father. Being a member of the family of God includes knowing that you are eternally and forever loved by God Almighty. It means that you can never lose your place in His family. The concept of being part of a family can be foreign to many of us. Broken homes, hatred between family members, or never knowing your parents can cause an individual to be skeptical of the idea of family. In God's family, there is no abandonment, hatred, or abuse. Only love, forgiveness, and grace abide within God's family. He will never cast you out or turn you away. Since we have God as our Father, we can freely talk to Him in prayer anytime we want. God is the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons, one God. As children of God, we can pray to Him anytime, anywhere. You do not have to use eloquent words, lengthy prayers, or rehearse your words in order for God to hear you. Jesus' death on the cross enabled us to become children of God. If it was not for Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we would not be children of God. This is something worth reflecting on as we owe our entire being to God. It is only by His mercy that we are privileged to spend eternity with Him. God's love is so much that He willingly sent His Son to die for us. There is no greater love than the love God has for His children. Maybe your father, mother, or siblings did not treat you very well growing up. Even if our earthly families have hurt us or abandoned us, we know God never will. Psalm 27.10 tells us, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. God will never forsake you. He can be fully trusted. So as we know, every Christian in the world is part of the family of God. Whether the believer lives in China, Bangladesh, or California, they are part of the family of God. God's family is not restricted to any culture, ethnicity, age, or gender. Every person within the family of God is equal. Likewise, each person is strongly beloved by God, and He wants all people to know Him. Once we accept Jesus as our Savior, we become eternally part of God's family. As part of God's family, we inherit thousands of brothers and sisters in Christ. If you were born into a broken family, or if you have never known your parents, rest in the knowledge that you have a Father who loves you dearly as well as millions of brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Every Christian you know and every Christian in the world is part of the family of God, including you. As part of the family of God, you can freely go to the throne of God and ask for his help. God delights in hearing your prayers, and he loves to answer prayers in accordance with his will. Our Father is a good, good Father, and he always knows what is best for us. Even though God does not answer all of our prayers, we can trust that he knows what's best. The Lord is truly working everything out for our good. God never has an ulterior motive, nor does he ever harm his children. In fact, God divinely protects us in many ways that we may never even realize in this life. Being a member of the family of God has eternal benefits. One of these internal benefits is that we get to spend eternity living with God and praising him in his glory. In heaven, there will be no more pain, death, or crying. As members of the family of God, we can look forward to this day and pray for its coming. Since we are members of God's family, we will never have to worry about being eternally separated from God. As believers in Christ, we have been given forgiveness of sins and eternal life. There is no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, as we have passed from death to life. Eternity with God will be eternal happiness, joy, and bliss. Our hearts will be eternally be praising the Savior of our souls. In eternity with God, we'll be surrounded by other believers who are also praising the Lord with all of their hearts, minds, and souls. Maybe if you come from a broken family or if you do not know any Christians outside of yourself, you can rest in the knowledge that God is your Father and you have millions of brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord has blessed us richly by being called His children as that is what we are. How exciting is that? You, me, and every other Christian is a beloved child of the King. Even if your present life feels cold, bitter, and lonely, look up to the Lord. His mercy, peace, and kindness will fill up your soul with the love that only He can provide. It is a great honor to be called a child of God and to be part of His family. No matter where you go, how you look, or how old you are, you will always be part of God's family. All believers are children of the good Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your love and giving us brothers and sisters in your name. So next, I want to introduce the song God's Family by Tommy Walker. And here it is. Okay. You guys ready? <laughs> Oh, just to belong, just to belong, just to belong, just to belong, in a family, in a family, God's family, God's family, just to be one, just to be one, of His daughters and sons, it's what we really On each face, on 
our precious inside when we sing our Father's praise just to belong just to belong just to belong family God's family just to be one of his daughters and sons that's what we really want to be known and loved no one alone great song by Tommy Walker with his daughters also singing with him. And here's what Tommy said regarding this song. He said, There is no deeper need in human soul than to belong, be accepted, and be loved. The good news is our God is not only the king of his eternal kingdom, but that the first person of the Trinity describes himself as our Father. What an amazing, precious truth and promise. God is our Father. We are not only his followers, but his children. Because of the grace of his son, Jesus Christ, we are forever welcomed and never rejected. Here in Los Angeles County, there are over 28,000 children in foster care and approximately 400,000 foster children nationwide. The breakdown of the family in these times is one of the most heartbreaking issues before us. So three years ago, some of our great friends, Nick and Nikki Latshaw, adopted Caroline into their family from the foster care system. Caroline was my inspiration for this song. When I see her, I'm reminded of how God the Father adopted me and that now I belong forever in his family. I'm also reminded that God wants me to help reach and welcome the least and the most vulnerable among us. Special thanks to my daughters, Emmy and Eileen, for singing with me. Nothing brings me greater joy than being your father and worshiping our father together. And from Ephesians 1.5, 
God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And from Romans 8:15 and 16, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So next, I want to read you a story, and it's called Jimmy's Letter. Sally jumped up as soon as she saw the surgeon come out of the operating room. She said, how's my little boy? Is he going to be all right? When can I see him? The surgeon said, I'm sorry. We did all we could, but your boy didn't make it. Sally said, why do little children get cancer? Doesn't God care anymore? Where were you, God, when my son needed you? The surgeon asked, would you like some time alone with your son? One of the nurses will be out in a few minutes before he transported to the university. Sally asked the nurse to stay with her while she said goodbye to her son. She ran her fingers lovingly through his thick, red, curly hair. Would you like a lock of his hair, the nurse asked. Sally nodded yes. The nurse cut a lock of the boy's hair, put it in a plastic bag, and handed it to Sally. The mother said it was Jimmy's idea to donate his body to the university for study. He said it might help somebody else. I said no at first, but Jimmy said, Mom, I won't be using it after I die. Maybe it will help some other little boy spend one more day with his mom. She went on, My Jimmy had a heart of gold, always thinking of someone else, always wanting to help others if he could. Sally walked out of the Children's Mercy Hospital for the last time. After spending most of the last six months there, she put the bag with Jimmy's belongings on the seat beside her in the car. The drive home was difficult. It was even harder to enter the empty house. She carried Jimmy's belongings and the plastic bag with the lock of hair to her son's room. She started to placing the model cars and other personal things back in his room exactly where he had always kept them. She laid down across his bed and hugging his pillow cried herself to sleep. It was around midnight when Sally awoke. Lying beside her on the bed was a folded letter. The letter said, Dear Mom, I know you're going to miss me, but I don't think that I will ever forget you or stop loving you just because I'm not around to say I love you. I will always love you, Mom, even more with each day. Someday we will see each other again. Until then, if you want to adopt a little boy so you won't be so lonely, that's okay with me. He can have my room and old stuff to play with. But if you decide to get a girl instead, she probably wouldn't like the same things us boys do. You'll have to buy her dolls and stuff girls like, you know. Don't be sad thinking about me. This really is a neat place. Grandma and Grandpa met me as soon as they got here and showed me around some. But it will take a long time to see everything. The angels are so cool. I love to watch them fly. And you know what? Jesus doesn't look like any of his pictures, yet when I saw him, I knew it was him. Jesus himself took me to see God. And guess what, Mom? I got to sit on God's knee and talk to him like I was somebody important. That's when I told him that I wanted to write you a letter to tell you goodbye and everything. I was sure that wasn't allowed. But you know what, Mom? God handed me some paper and his own personal pen to write you this letter. I think Gabriel is the name of the angel who's going to drop this letter off to you. 
God said for me to give you the answer for one of the questions you asked him. Where was he when I needed him? God said he was in the same place with me as when his son Jesus was on the cross. He was right there, as he always is with all his children. Oh, by the way, Mom, no one else can see what I've written except you. To everyone else, this is just a blank piece of paper. Isn't that cool? I have to give God his pen back now. He needs it to write some more names in the book of life. Tonight I get to sit at the table with Jesus for supper. I'm sure the food will be great. Oh, I almost forgot to tell you. I don't hurt anymore. The cancer's all gone. I'm glad because I couldn't stand that pain anymore. Sign with love, God, Jesus, and me. How many families do you have? Some children have just one family. And there are other children that have more than one family because one or both of their parents were divorced and they married someone else. Some adults have a family with just one parent because their father or mother might have died or their parent is divorced. Sometimes children are adopted into a new family. And there are some children who live in a house with many children we call an orphanage because both their parents might have died and there was no one else to take care of them. Families can come in all different ways, but no matter what family we are part of, we can be part of a second family at the same time. This is very special, and so all of us can have two families. We have the family we were born into and the family we live with, and if we believe in Jesus, we can also be a part of God's family. The Bible says anyone can be part of God's family if they believe that Jesus is real and is God's only Son. Jesus was teaching people many things about God in heaven when some people asked Jesus how they could be part of God's family. Jesus said if they told God they were sorry for the disobeying, and if they believed he, Jesus, and the Son of God, they could be part of God's family too. Seems pretty easy, doesn't it? In another story, a very religious man by the name of Nicodemus came to Jesus very late at night. He asked Jesus how he could become part of the kingdom of God. Jesus told him that everyone who wants to be part of God's family must be born again. So if you remember that story, Nicodemus did not understand this. He asked Jesus how anyone could be back and be born all over again. It sounded silly to Nicodemus that a person could be born like a newborn baby again. Jesus said you had to be born physically and spiritually when we ask God to forgive us. God forgives us and it is just like starting our life all over again. So we are born again, but this time we are born as part of God's family. The day that Jesus met Zacchaeus, he became part of God's family because he believed in Jesus. Zacchaeus said he was sorry for his sin and taking extra money from people when he collected taxes. It all seems so easy, but it is amazing how many people never believe in Jesus, never ask God to forgive them for their sin, and consequently never become part of God's family. When you study about people all over the world, you find that so many people try to work their way to God. In some religions, they make sacrifices to idols or of stone or wood. Other religions have rules that must, people must follow, like praying several times a day. It doesn't matter even if they mean what they pray, they just aren't required to pray. 
Still, in other religions, leaders tell them the only way to heaven is to give money and do good works. People work their whole life trying to work their way to heaven, but the Bible tells us there is nothing we can do. There is not enough good things we can do to have our sins forgiven. It is the Bible that reminds us that the only way to God and the only way to heaven is to ask God to forgive us. Believe that Jesus was the true Son of God and died for us, and then we become part of God's family. And from Romans 3.23 it says, Everyone has sinned, everyone has disobeyed God. We were all born that way since the time of Adam and Eve. We cannot be part of God's family with sin in our lives. But the Bible also tells us all we need to do is tell God that we are sorry for our sin and disobedience and ask God to forgive us. When we do that, we automatically become part of God's family. And from 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess or tell God we have sinned and disobeyed and ask him to forgive us, God will do that right away, and we are then forgiven and made clean from all we have ever done to disobey God. It is that easy, and it does not matter if we are young or older. God is just waiting for us to ask him to forgive us and take us into his family. So I'm going to end today's episode on an audio clip by Billy Graham called The Prodigal Son. And here it is. I want you to turn with me to the 15th chapter of Luke. It's called The Prodigal Son, but it should be called The Loving Father. And one day, his youngest son came to him and said, Father, it's our law that the oldest son gets two-thirds of your estate when you die, and the youngest son gets a third. Now I'll tell you, I don't want to wait till you die. I want mine now. This young man in Jesus' story set off for the far country. This boy squandered his wealth in wild living. He spent it all and had nothing to show for it. The Bible says he finally came to himself. So he started for home. He was very humble and sorry. The father ran to him and threw his arms around him. God is not waiting to judge you and condemn you. God loves you. He's waiting to receive you with mercy and love. We must turn from sin and turn by faith and we'll be received and there'll be rejoicing in heaven when we do. So that does bring an end of our episode today. And my closing prayer as always is that God blesses the journey you're on with him and that you embrace that path. So next week's episode is going to be on love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. So you can connect with me at positivelightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And anywhere you download your podcast, you can get Positive Light for free. Hope everybody had a great week. God bless, and we'll catch you next week.